podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. Hey, Dolphins, this is Michael Fink with the FinFans Podcast. Each week we come to you and bring you our opinions on what's going on within the Dolphins organization. During the season, you'll hear two shows each week where we review and preview each game. We shoot straight from the hip and have fun in doing so. We'd like to thank both the Dolphins Talk Network and the Pigskin Podcast Network for their support. Uh, Make sure to check them out. Please leave us a review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you may listen to your podcasts. Please make sure to follow the show. That way you'll know when a new one comes out. It's truly appreciated. All right, let's uh, kick off today's show. All right, we're back for another podcast. With me this evening is Louis Ragoni. Hey, guys. How are you? Sorry I missed you last night. You guys had a lot of fun on there. I'm sorry I missed that. And uh, Daniel Reinhardt. What up, Finn fans? So we're going to come home and play the Houston Texans. We're coming home, coming home. Tell the Coming okay, off the bye. They've had their rest. They are healing up and... Uh, Getting ready for the stretch run. The stretch. Yep. Yeah, coming off the bye week. The stretch. Yeah, nice time for a bye week, right? Yeah. You yeah, know. definitely. We we could use it. I always enjoy the late season bye week. Yeah, yeah. Much, much better than week five. <laughs> we haven't had many playoff years with it, but we've had a lot of late season buys lately, and, and I like that. I, hopefully, it uh, really helps us for this push. Yep. Are you ready for it? I've been ready, my friend. Got your popcorn ready? (laughs) Absolutely. I got my popcorn ready. I got my jerseys ready. I got the man cave ready. Let's roll. It's going to be a fun couple of months. It certainly is. But it starts with this Sunday. It starts with this Sunday against a team who does not have a very good record, uh, a team that we should uh, be able to handle. Probably the worst team in football right now, guys. I think without question. I don't yeah. think there's a team that's that's even close to this team as far as being the worst team in football. But you know what they say on any given Sunday. That's yeah. what they yeah. do say, Mike, but not this Sunday. Last this season, Sunday. last season they were supposed to be the worst team as well, and they kind of overperformed with David Culley. So I kind of expected them to overperform this year. Hasn't happened so far. Right. They. I mean, they don't have horses. I mean, that's the bottom line. I mean, they. The team just doesn't have. They have one, one horse. They have Laramie Tunsil. They have Tunsil, right? <laughs> and Pierce Pierce is doing a pretty good job from the running back position. I mean, yeah, a guy they're using like a horse. Exactly, uh, Damian Pierce. Yeah. I mean, he's got almost eight hundred yards rushing through ten games. So he's going well over a thousand yards. Yep. He fights team. really hard too. Breaks a lot of tackles. We're gonna have to really wrap him up this week. Wrap him up. Yep. Right. We're not the best tackling defense out there. Nope, that's why so I said gotta, it. We, gotta, gotta run to the football. We've struggled uh, to tackle well this year, and Damian Pierce is a guy who will take advantage of that. If we don't wrap him up and bring him to the ground, he's going to cause some damage. Yeah, no running backs dominated us this year, that's for sure, and we've gone against some of the best. Yes, that's true. Quarterbacks have hurt us running the football. Running backs have not. There's not an awful lot on the outside, threat-wise. You know, Mills at quarterback. I mean, this guy's been sacked 28 times through 10 games. That's a big number, guys. 
I mean, that's almost three times. You know, he's averaging almost three sacks per game. And he's thrown 11 touchdowns, and he's also thrown 11 interceptions. His quarterback rating, 78.1. He's, you know, he's, he's doing a decent job with the talent around him. But, you know, they're, they're going to sit on Pierce this week, and I think they'll do a fine job defensively against him. I think this team's going to have a real hard time scoring port- points on us. Yeah, before last week's game, and uh, he did not perform well in last week's game, but before last week's game, he had 26 broken tackles, which led the league. Yeah. And he had 403 rushing yards after contact. So we see what we did That's to a impressive. guy like Nick Chubb. Uh, Nick Chubb breaks a lot of tackles, gets a lot of yards after contact as well. Mm-hmm. Um, this guy is definitely not Nick Chubb, but he's built in that same sort of way, and he uh, he is definitely a beast. I wonder if the loss of Agba is going to affect our run defense. I, I, I don't know, Mike. I mean, you know, it's something that, you know, I, I wanted to look at or we should have looked at prior you know, in regard to his run grade this year, Agba. I mean, he's missed time, Mike, you know, as well. And he's been playing injured. So, you know, I don't know how, you know, how that will affect it. Um, You know, again, you know, you could maybe look it up as we're talking here to see what his grade was against the run. But I think they'll be fine because they have a lot of depth, you know, right now, you know, with Ingram and of course, you know, with the acquisition of another defensive end, you got Van Ginkle. I mean, you can piece together a nice solid defense without Ogba. I mean, he's going to be missed. There's no question about it because, you know, you're putting other guys on the field for more plays than what they've been on the field. But I think there's a lot of guys that are more than capable. Now against the run, you know, um, Ingram and and Van Ginkle and guys like that, I think they're more, you know, they're they're more so uh, geared towards, you know, passing situations more so than against the run, you know, in a base defense. So I don't know how that's going to translate, but uh, it's it's funny because Chubb is 56, six against the run and Emmanuel is 54, nine. Right. So it may not affect us. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, no, that's it. I mean, they're both near the bottom of the team and run defense. That surprises me because Agba did do better against the run last year. Right. Yeah. He's like I said, I think he's he's been, He's yep. been beat up most of the season. You know, we'll give him the benefit of the doubt because he's been a really solid football player for us the last couple of years, you know. We don't have him anymore, but you know what, Mike? You know, who's to say? I mean, they may be even a better run, you know, they may be better against the run, you know, this year. Uh, you know, I mean, I should say without that, him know, going forward. Top two front seven players against the run are Zach Sealer and Andrew Van Ginkle. There you go. So there you have it. And we always yep. think of Van Ginkle as more of a guy that's in in passing situations, yep. right? Yeah. Uh, because he kind of gets around pretty good. But hey, you know, it, it could be a plus. It could very well be a plus going forward. So we'll see what happens. Um, you know, I, I've got confidence in our guys. I think that they'll do more than adequate job, especially this week. Yeah. Yeah, and, and honestly, I'm kind of surprised that Chubb's grade is so low because when you watch him play the run on the field, uh, he looks like he's, he looks good at it. Uh, I don't see him miss a bunch of tackles. Uh, he, he definitely brings the ball carrier down, so I'm surprised by that low grade. But you can't well, overlook a guy you know, like a Landon Roberts, 30, too. 30 snicks, 36 run snaps, so it's not like we have a big sample size. There. Right. Right, which means that he's been off the field quite a bit yep. in base defense. Yep. Yeah which is an interesting factor as well. So 
We'll see. I mean, you know, maybe they're going to amp him up this week. I mean, he, this is going to be his third game with us now, right? So maybe yeah, and he's he's learning the defense, so it makes yeah. sense that he's not in there all the time. Yeah. Well, yeah. and we talked last week about this. Uh, he actually played more snaps than Jalen Phillips did in the last yeah. game uh, yeah. against Cleveland, leading into the bye. The problem was not only for that, but for also the Bears. There was a bunch of passes in those games, so the run looks were a little bit shorter, a little smaller. We'll see. It'll all play out. Is that right? Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, so, um, you know, we can talk a little bit about, you know, their their passing game. I mean, Brandon Cooks, you know, he was demanding a trade. Uh, I don't think he's very happy there at all. He's got one touchdown reception the whole season, and he's actually had, you know, a nice solid season or two with Houston. Last year, he was very good. Um, Nico Collins is a very good young player. You know, but again, he's got one touchdown reception. I mean, their passing attack is not something that's going to concern us this week. I think our secondary is going to do just as good a job as our run defense. And I I think this team is going to have a really, really hard time putting any points on the board whatsoever. On the other side of the football, you know, we've just got to not make mistakes. Penalty-wise, turnover-wise. If they do that, I mean, this should be this should be an easy football game for us to win. Yeah. And what really stands out to me about the whole Brandon cooks thing is at the beginning of the season, he was a captain and they stripped him of that. (laughs) Uh, They've also, they picked up Amari Rogers who was waived by green Bay. And they recently picked up Eno Benjamin who was waived by, by the Cardinals. Mm -hmm. So they've added a couple of younger guys because Amari Rogers is not an old guy. He's only been in the league a couple of years. Uh, but they lost a guy preseason that was really looking like he was going to be a, uh, a a product on the field, and that's John Mechie. So they are hurting. Uh, they have O.J. O- o- Howard, the great O.J. Howard at tight end, who's not been performing for him either. So uh, they rank 29th in the league in rushing per game. Uh, they rank 26th in passing yards per game and 30th in scoring offense. So... Uh, they're only they're only scoring fifteen point nine points per game, and so we should definitely be able to uh, to outscore them. I'll tell you where they have an edge on us, and that's special teams. Uh, we have a sixty-one-one grade in, in special teams, and uh, Houston is ninety point five. Wow! So What's producing that difference? You got to give me a minute. <laughs> Probably Sanders. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we can make guesses. <laughs> For one, I mean, Sanders is probably one of the problems. I mean, their kicker is probably a lot more efficient than he's been. Desmond uh, King returns, kicks for him, uh, punts rather, and uh, he's at 71-1. So that's not terrible. I know it's going to be better than our guys because our guys don't go get anywhere. Um, yeah, we don't have anybody over 63-5, and that's, that's Cedric Wilson. Hey, Cedric, that's where he's at. That's where he's at. Well, their, their kicker hasn't missed an extra point, and he's only missed two field goals the whole yep. season. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, he's pretty efficient. Yeah, the only thing that I would be concerned about their offense, like I said, is Damian Pierce, because he can really cause some havoc if you allow him to. I'm not worried about Davis Mills. He had some flashes last year that made people think that maybe he could be the answer for them. And and honestly, I think they went into this year absolutely giving him the opportunity to be that answer, but he he's nothing to uh, be scared of. 
It's hard. I mean, you know, with what they're working with. It's yeah, when you got nothing hard. around you, how are you going to look good? It's very hard. I mean, you know, that's what we, you know, we talked about that with Tua, you know, surrounding him with better players. You know, I, I don't think Mills is a bad. I mean, Mike, he's graded out pretty well, right? Or, you know, considering, right? I mean, his grade he's, isn't horrible. He, he's in the very low 60s, I think. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's. It's tough, you know, when your quarterback. I mean, when you get sacked twenty-eight times through ten games, that's that's a pretty big number, isn't it? I mean, you know, he's on pace to get sacked over fifty times yeah. this year. I mean, that's yep. crazy. That's yep. a lot of sacks. Yep. Ask Tannehill; he can tell you. And if I don't, if I'm not mistaken, I just seen a a stat maybe yesterday saying Tua is now the least sacked quarterback in the league. Well, yeah, he's getting rid of the ball in two point three seconds. Yeah. It's tough to get sacked when you ain't got the ball. <laughs> right. Well, Mike, I think he was doing that over the last couple seasons as well. No, I mean, I he was he was he was longer. He was uh two five, two seven, you know, in that neighborhood. Was he? All right. Yeah, he's because- getting rid of the ball quicker this year. Not significantly, but quicker. Right. I mean, but I know that, you know, when we did podcasts last year and on the Facebook page, people were saying that, you know, he's getting rid of the ball faster than anybody in the league because of the, you know, the the pressure and this and that and all this other stuff. Um, you know, the point of the matter is, is I think that, you know, the offensive line is playing a hell of a lot better. I mean, this guy's not getting touched in certain games. They're not even coming close to him. So, you know, I think the offensive line as a whole is doing a really good job as well. And, um, you know, he's doing what Tua does, right? Yeah. I mean, he's, you know, he's playing at a very high level. It's nice that, you know, he is getting rid of the ball quickly. And it's nice that there's completed passes on the other end of those. Right. On the other end of those quick passes. So, you know, we got fast guys that can get down the field pretty quick too. And that, that's, that's a big help as well, right? You don't have Devontae Parker and, and Preston Williams and guys like that laboring, <laughs> laboring down the field a bit, right? Right. So – if we start talking about what we're going to be able to do as an offense, the, the first couple of things obviously you want to look at is is how well their defense is performing in there. They're giving up 178 yards per game rushing, uh, which is 32nd in the in the league. So uh, they're the worst run defense in the league. I really think that we're going to be able to have a big day on the ground. But also their linebackers are kind of liabilities in coverage. Uh, they have a, a really good young safety, uh, a rookie who's who's playing a lot of snaps for them. But I think we're going to be able to take advantage of not only the run game, but the middle of the field. And if you've been watching Miami games so far this year, we have been really feasting in the middle of the field. So I think we're going to be able to suck those linebackers up uh, with, the, with the run game. We're going to be able to be successful there. And then we're going to throw it right over the top of them in the middle of the field for big yardage. Yeah, I mean it's a good strategy. There's no doubt about it. I mean, I don't, I wouldn't expect big games out of the two wideouts this week. I, you know, I think that you're going to see big games out of both Mozart and um, Wilson. And as you mentioned, you know, maybe the tight ends down the middle of the field, or even the running backs out of the backfield. You know, I think you're going against their weakness, which is a major weakness, by doing that. And I, you know, they don't have to get cute this week. They don't have to do an awful lot. You know, I think that they can just move the football, just playing a, you know, a general offense, you know, go out there, you know, you don't have to, you know, just annihilate this team like they did Cleveland. You know, you just go out there, you play a good solid football game and you get ready for the following week, you know, just get the W under your belt. 
and don't get anybody hurt in the process. You know, that's another key, you know. You know, we've got to get through this game healthy. We cannot afford to lose any more defensive starters. We just can't do it. I think that if we stay healthy going into this stretch run and we get maybe a couple guys back during this stretch run, we're, we're, in, we're, we're in a really, really good position going forward. You know, so we come out of this game clean and uh, with a W and uh, we're off to the, you know, we're off to the final stretch in, in you know, in a good way. Yeah, they they are 14th in, in passing yardage defense. So uh, that would tell you at the beginning that that maybe we won't have such a huge day passing the ball. But I, I really do think that it's not just going to be, you know, like a sickie over the middle. I think Waddle and Hill are gonna, both going to have big days. I think I think what's going to happen is we're going to get off to a quick lead, and and I kind of see us just keeping our foot on the gas. Um, I'm not sure that McDaniel's just going to take it easy. I, I think he's going to want every uh, every piece of production that he can get, and specifically in the running game because uh, he knows what it takes to win in the playoffs, and he knows that coming down the stretch we're going to need that running game. So I really do think that those guys are going to have a big day. I agree with you there. Uh, I just think, uh, I think they're going to have a hard time keeping us out of the end zone. Uh, you know, that the whole Thomas Morstead not having to punt thing is a, is a reality this week. Yeah, I think every team in the league's had a hard time stopping us for the most part. Um, so, yeah, th- it's going to be no different this week. There's no doubt about it. Um, you know, San Francisco, boy, woof. I don't know yeah. if you guys watched that game last night, but my goodness, man, they, um, they, they've got some horses on offense, and boy, our defense, you know, huh, we've got to get it together before we play them because they're throwing a lot at you offensively. I mean, if you look past, you look at our offense, and it's very well balanced. There's a lot of good football players you look at their offense and, you know, with Kittle and with McCaffrey and, and Debo and Ayuk, I mean, they just keep coming at you. Um, you know, they've well, got guys. Nobody knows the them better than McDaniel, right? Exactly. Yep. yep, absolutely. I mean, they, you know, with McCaffrey, they, they brought that offense to another level. And, you know, I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but because, you know, the game obviously was played <laughs> just last night, I was looking at this game and I'm like, wow. Um, you know, and their defense is very solid too. And I, you know, I, I feel personally that, you know, had, had our defense stayed healthy, you know, we'd be right there with them, you know, from the AFC. I think that, you know, we would have had one of the better defenses going down the stretch here and into the playoffs. We we all thought that. Yeah. Yeah. And we should, we should have, I mean, the injuries, like I said, have definitely taken their toll. Um, they've taken what we like to do away, you know, if you notice, um, and I don't think we're going to see an awful lot of it this week either. You know, the blitzing, right. you know, has gone down quite a bit, you know, from what I can see, you know, as far as the type of blitzes that we were using, maybe we're still blitzing to. to we are, deep- we're not disguising them like we were and, uh, yes. you know, doing the uh, amoeba defense as amoeba, much as we exactly, were. Exactly. Yeah. Right. It's a, it's a little bit different. You know, Time to throw. Let me get it in. Uh, Tom Brady is leading the league at 2.28. And Tua is fifth at 2.51. And Davis Mills is sixth, 2.52. So 2.5, right around that same thing we were talking about from last year. 
Yep. Yeah. Now, let me go back and look at his last year, and I'll tell you what it was. When you look at our team as a whole and, and where we would have stacked up, you know, defensively against other teams in the AFC and their defenses, you know, we, we would have been right at the top. You know, I don't, there's no doubt in my mind that that would have been the case. And with the way the offense is playing, I mean, wow. I mean, you've, you've got a complete team there. You know, one of the more complete teams in the NFL. Um, you know, I think some of the injuries in Buffalo have hurt them. There's no doubt about it. Yep. Um, you know, you look at some of the other playoff teams or, or teams that you think will be in the playoffs or should be in the playoffs. Uh, you know, Tennessee, their defense is kind of hit and miss, right? Um, their passing game is, is very much hit and miss. Um, they're not overly balanced on offense. Um, you know, you look at Kansas City and Pacheco is adding a nice dimension to their offense, you know, going down the stretch. You know, but their receiving core, you know, when you look at them, it, it's based around Kelsey and Mahomes. You know, those other guys, you know, Juju and <laughs> and some of those other fellas that they, you know, they throw at you. They're very good receivers, but they're not Tyreek Hill anymore, you know. So, you know, I think if you, you try to take Kelsey out of the game against them, you know, you might have some success against them. And, you know, our defense right now as it stands, I think, you know, we probably have a little bit of a hard time going against them in the playoffs. But, you know, their defense is hit and miss as well. You know, you look at Kansas City's defense and they don't really scare you. I mean, Jones across the defensive line is an extremely good football player. But, you know, overall, they're an average defense. Um, You know, so the playoffs, you know, as it's unfolding down the stretch here, are going to be very interesting. You know, with the teams, Baltimore is kind of a weird team too, aren't they? I mean, my God, they they kind of struggled last week, didn't they? Against a team that I felt they were going to absolutely dominate. Did you guys watch any of that Baltimore game last I week? I did not, no. I was out. I was doing family stuff. It was the bye week, Lou. You were it was doing the family bye. stuff. It was the bye week, yeah. Uh, I get one bye week a year that uh, <laughs> that my... That my wife gets uh, gets free she's, reign, so yeah, we, she schedules, huh? Yeah, we went out. We went out with the mother-in-law, so yeah. Uh, well, I don't take weeks off, guys, because I'm <laughs> you know I'm watching other teams play on those days, even even to a greater extent than I normally do, you know. And I'll tell you, you know, the Ra- um, the Ravens struggled with the Panthers, you know, of all teams. I mean, they won thirteen to three. That game was three three going into the fourth quarter. So yeah. to me. You know, the Ravens aren't overly scaring me either. So you look around the AFC and you know what? If, if if we start playing some very solid defense, you know, we can do quite a bit down the stretch here. You know, as long as we keep winning football games somehow, some kind of way. I don't care how we do it, as long as we do it. You know, and um, we can put ourselves in a very, very good position going into the playoffs. Yeah, you got to throw special teams in there too. They've got to get better than what they've been. They have. I, I think coverage-wise, Mike, they've been pretty solid. Um, you know, I've seen some really good play on on coverage down the field in regard to punt and kickoff. Um, you know, our kicking game's got to get better down the stretch. I mean, every point's going to count. You know, that in these <laughs> in, in the competition that's coming up, you know, there's there's not going to be any you know any gimmies on this schedule. Nope. Maybe past this week. So. You know, every point, every drive is going to be extremely important. And, um, you know, Sanders has got to make these kicks in these games. You know, 
come fourth quarter, you know, three points, six points yep. here, extra points there, yep. you know, they change the way the game's being played. So, you know, he, he's got to get, he's got to get these kicks through. We'd like to throw a shout out to DraftKings for sponsoring our show. And uh, here's a little message and we'll be right back. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner in the NFL, is my go-to when betting on the NFL this holiday season. I trust them. You get your money when you're supposed to. Everything is above board. Now, right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Now, check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, player props, point totals, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost. The bigger your shot to win big. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code TPPN. Place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. And as the weather gets colder and you're in snow, if you happen to be in snow, uh, you know, it's, it's, har- it's harder to run your offense. Uh, so you, you need your kicker to come through in those situations. Absolutely. Uh, Tua last year was 2.53, so only two-tenths of a second difference. Mm-hmm. I would have thought it would be more, but it's not. That was to my point earlier that I don't think there's any real difference. I think personally that he's not being rushed. He looks like he's getting rid of it quicker. Yeah, he's yep. not. Well, he's not being rushed, Mike. You don't have an immediate guy yep. in yep. his yep. face. You know, they're holding they're holding blocks to where he's got a pocket to throw out of most of the time. You, they're controlling the line of scrimmage, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, don't you know, say that too loud. And the players on the outside are executing. So I think that's a big difference between this year and last year. Last year, we were throwing to Lynn Bowden. You know, we were throwing to Isaiah Ford, Devontae Parker, who couldn't get any separation, uh, couldn't stay healthy. We, we got guys on the outside this year who are executing, you know, and it's not just the two guys named Hill and Waddle. It's, Wait, no, it's, guys it's Sherfield. Like, yeah, it's Sherfield. Uh, it's Gasicki. It's, you know, to a lesser extent, it, it's Wilson because he's, uh, keeping the guys away from those other guys. He's doing his job. He's just not getting the targets. Um, I wanted to bring it back for a quick second. You was talking about San Francisco and, and uh, the comparison there. The one thing coming into this offseason with Mike McDaniel or coming into this season that I thought maybe we'd see is, is something out of the receivers from the backfield, right? We don't have a guy like Debo, but I expected to see more rushing attempts from Waddle or Hill. And it's not something that we have seen them incorporate into this offense yet. And so it's going to be really interesting to me, to, for me to see if, if he can start doing something out of the backfield with these guys. Um, and then, you know, we talked last night about the wild card player. Gesicki is, is a wild card to me because can he give us Kittle-like production? Um, I think that we can hang with these guys. I that think ship, we can hang that with ship has sailed, I'm sorry to tell you. Well, he's performed pretty well at different times in this year. He's made some really big catches. Uh, he's, he's made some incredible touchdown catches, and, and his, his gritty is off the charts. So 
<laughs> well, let's let's start. Let, let I'd, let's let's start with Gasecki. Um, he's not in the same league as Kittle. I'm not and saying Kittle, he is. Know, no, 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 no. Yeah, I I can't see him. Uh, you know, I listen. I, That's I've the last guy you want to compare him to, to be honest with you. My, I'd much rather see. I mean, I'll be honest with you, and I said this last week. I'd much rather see in gold and guys like that on the football field. Now there are there are situations, obviously, that you want Gasicki on the field, red zone, and and third and twelves, Mike. You know that type, but you don't want your fullback on the field on third and twelve. Mm-hmm. You, you know, are, but you guys are reading me wrong here, though. I'm not talking about uh, is Gasicki the same type of player as Kittle. I'm talking about can McDaniel scheme him in ways that can get more production out of him, right? I'm talking Daniel, about him scheming he the, doesn't seem the wide to receivers to. running back. Or don't you think that they have attempted that? I yeah. mean, we're 10 games into the season. I mean, I, you know, of course, if you have a guy like that, you're trying to incorporate that. I think that, you know, th- they failed, you know, in regard to that because he's simply what he is. Like Mike said, I, I you know, if you've got a talent sitting on your roster, and, I mean, look at Jeff Wilson and the impact he's had in two games. He just came into the system. I mean, Gasicki had a whole preseason, and he had and he, and he, and we're ten games into the year, and he's been average at best. I mean, there's games where he's a non-factor. You know, he he's not a factor at all. And you know, you you don't you don't have a guy on your roster, you know, to where. Um, you're not attempting to try and get him incorporated if he's that sort of talent. I think he is what he is, and you know that. that and that's that's it, plain and simple. Um, now, what was the other thing you mentioned? Because I've already forgot. Well, Daniel. I, I I think you're underestimating uh, what McDaniel can do with a game plan. <laughs> I'm I'm just telling you right now. If you think Kasicki's not capable of making plays uh, or showing out in a game here or there. We lost three games in a row. Why didn't he do something then? He didn't have the MVP thrown to him, my man. The team MVP, not necessarily the league. Well, I'm when just the saying, team, I'm just saying, if if we are going to sit here and say that Gasicki is what he is, and he's not going to be able to make an impact, I think we're sorely underestimating the skills that McDaniel has to game plan against a specific defense. I, I think it's more about Gasicki's skills. That's exactly what I'm. I, I think I just said that, didn't I? For for a good two minutes. There well, it, in a row. it it didn't sink in. I don't think. My other point. My <laughs> other point was, uh, you know, we we haven't been using a guy from the wide receiver room out of the backfield as a running back. You know, getting sweeps or jets or right know, any sort of carries. And I I think that we may see at some point hear him incorporate some of that into the offense as well because he needs to keep it fresh. I think right, or at least we we think that he's still capable of doing that. Um, I think we're going to see some stuff coming down the stretch that we haven't seen yet this year is all I'm saying. Well, that's a good bet. Well, yeah. I mean, but if it's not broke, don't fix it, right? I mean, that's the way I always look at things. Yeah, I mean, but is somebody else going to break it? So Nobody's been capable of doing it right now. You look around the league defensively. Um, just getting back to Mr. Gusecki for a minute. He's got four touchdown catches this year, so we're happy with that, right? If he ends the year with eight touchdown catches, Fantastic, right? That's what Mike's talking about. Red zone, you know, catching the ball. He um, has inside. his plays, yes. He, he has his plays. But overall, I mean, 24 receptions through through 10 games, 
you know. Um, well, he's not on the field as much. At 269 yards. Well, Mike, and he's, there's a reason why he's not yeah, on the field. I know because, that. He doesn't and block. And you know that. I know yeah. that. But I think there's a third party in here that's, you know, that's kind of. <laughs> he's in you denial. Know, he's, you know? he's no. a, well, I mean, McDaniel, th- this is to my point, right? <laughs> I mean, the guy's been targeted 35 times the whole season. Now, if you've got a talent here. That's, that's three and a half times a game. Exactly. Listen, yeah, I mean, listen. I think we, we've we've all been on the show long enough to know that I questioned why they kept Gasicki when McDaniel come over because he couldn't block. He probably couldn't stay on the field. I'm just, oh, I think they wanted to give him a fair opportunity to pick it up, and he hasn't done it. And and I'm not saying that he's Kittle. By God, I'm not saying that. No, I wish but, he was. But we have an offensive <laughs> weapon. I, we have an. I mean, he is an offensive weapon. Say what you want about what he has produced this year in this offense. But when giving an opportunity, he's an offensive weapon. So I think that there is a there is a world that McDaniel figures out a game plan to make that offensive weapon go off. In the red I, that's zone. That's all I'm saying. In the red zone, in the middle of the field, all I'm saying, he's made some big catches. He doesn't have a lot of stats, but he's made some big catches. And and I think that there's a world that he continues to You should to have picked that. him for MVP. I, I, I think that's... That's crazy well, well, for he, even saying. We we guys, all know what I've said about Gasicki the entire offseason and into the season. So let, let let me let me put things in perspective. No, for I you, no, Daniel. I understand the perspective. We're good. Sherfield Sherfield has been targeted thirty times. Gasicki's been targeted thirty five times over the course of this season. Um, it, statistically, they they're both averaging eleven point two yards per catch, and and yardage wise. They they're only separated by a total of twenty two yards. I don't for care the about the stats. I don't <laughs> want to hear the stats on this. Okay, we you don't create it like Sherfield is not an offensive weapon. So obviously Gasecki isn't either. Okay, okay. <laughs> we haven't seen him be at all either in his career. Listen, you're right. It, no, you're cool. In the you're right good. offense, he is a weapon. This is not the right offense for him I, if Mike, they want to run the ball. I don't know if there is a right offense for this guy. I honestly, I mean, this is the third regime he's been under, right? Yeah. Am I am I right or is it is it the second? Flores got uh, mileage out of him to an extent. I mean, you know, yeah, I'd say that, but Mike, you know, you're you're looking at you're looking at really good weapons on the outside, right? All of right. us. Right. Listen, just 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 hear me out for a second and then we'll we'll move on. You look at the guys on the outside and the attention that they get compared to years past. Yes. And this guy should be lighting it up. He's man-to-man down the middle of the field anytime he's on the field. Why are his numbers not better? There's a reason. There's a reason behind that. The guy is what he is. He's, what, five years into his career now? Four years? How many years is this guy in the league? He is what he is. He doesn't break tackles. He's mechanical when he runs his patterns. He doesn't run great patterns either. You watch him on replay, and he looks like a friggin' robot out there. He looks (laughs) like the robot from Lost in Space, right? (laughs) I mean, listen. You know, he is what he is, and he is a talent in the red zone. He's tall. He's got good hands. Um, got other than, hands. He's got other, Mike, hands. other than when he gets hit in the face, you know, with, with, a, with a ball thrown perfectly by two, yeah. it hits him right yeah. in the face mask, you know, yeah. in the red zone. I mean, 
you know, this guy's had he I'm sure he has opportunities. When he's on the field, he's running pass patterns. He's sure in the hell not blocking anybody. So anytime you see him on the field, he's running pass patterns. And the fact that he's only getting targeted uh, three times a game says a lot. I mean, you know, you would think in certain games that he would be a guy that, you know what, we're throwing the ball, we're targeting him against this defense, you know, eight to ten times in this football game. I haven't seen it once this whole year, regardless of who we play. How many ways can we say it? I think we're good. I got you. (laughs) Got it. You know, got it. We got it. Now, let's go to your second point there, Daniel. You know, in regard to... (laughs) I don't even want to talk about it anymore. Honestly. In regard, in regard to Waddle and and um, yep. and Tyreek Hill running the football, I I don't think it's necessary. Are you talking about like an end the rounds? I'm just you know, saying, on wide receiver, it's not something that that we have seen. It's something that I kind of expected to see more of because it's a big part of the offense in San Francisco. It's something yeah. that he's familiar with, that he's schemed up, and that he's done. And I I'm interested to see if he works any of it in. I'm not saying. Please don't tell me a thousand ways how Jalen Waddle is not Debo Samuel, because I'm exactly. already aware of that. Right. Well, I'm aware of that. You just answered your own question. Then I don't even need to say it. That doesn't mean you don't you don't give them some opportunities to do. You it. put players in their best position to succeed. Is Waddle better off doing an end around, or is he better off you know running twenty post? yards down the field? Right. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, you know, with the running backs that that we have right now. I mean, I can understand what you're saying. You know, you, you throw the quick pitches in front, you know, as Tyreek's coming across yep. the line of scrimmage. You haven't seen any of that. And they may very well incorporate some of that into the offense. But as far as guys lining up in the backfield and stuff, those two guys, you know, I, I think that the guys that we have running the football are, you know, would be better doing that unless you get into different formations where you have both of them in the backfield and you run some weird stuff. I mean, I can see stuff like that, but this team, as efficient as they have been, Daniel, I don't know if they need to get cute at this point. You yeah, because God forbid you give defenses something else to think about. Well, I, that's exactly what I think is going to happen when they start playing some of the better teams. Yes. I do think you'll see stuff come out of the pocket that we haven't seen yet. Yes, I agree. I absolutely agree. I don't think it's going to be to any great length because I think that you know, teams have had a hard time stopping us. If it's, not, just if it's not broke, don't fix it. Don't right? fix it. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I mean, you, you know, you only have so many plays over the course of the game. So, you know, if something is failing, um, you know, I think that McDaniel's smart enough to understand. They go out and, and a defense comes out and plays us extremely well and shuts us down. You know, you're going to see him throw monkey, monkey wrenches into it. Absolutely. I mean, I think Wilson... The addition of, I mean, that that's just, I mean, you've got two guys on the football field at the running back position that are just, they can just kill you. And we did it all last week, and I think we're going to do it this week. And I think against Buffalo and teams like that, they're going to, Green Bay, the teams like that are going to have a very hard time just keying on any one particular player on this team. And then maybe, just maybe, you know, Gusecki will all of a sudden be wide open down the field and his mechanical way can get us into the end zone on big plays down the field. Daniel. And, and and there's another, <laughs> I, I disagree on that too. I think that the time to, to try new stuff like, uh, like any of the stuff but we're this just talking about is not, Houston? no, it's not when things are going poorly. It's when you're having success. So, so you, when you're having a good game offensively is when you throw some of those wrinkles in 
So other teams got to got to look at it. Got to watch the I'd tape. I'd rather beat them with it than it. have them look at it. Exactly. Yeah. I don't like I don't want to see anything other than a base offense this week against Houston, right? Because the following week who do we play? I'm not talking about against Houston. I'm talking about coming down the stretch, but uh moving on. Mike, you got something there? Yeah, I th- <laughs> I think we're about to close. <laughs> I think we did the final thought already. Yeah, we, we kind of did. <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah. I, who's I, going first? Mike, I think it's your turn, isn't no, it? Oh, is, is it my turn, huh? It is, Mike. You haven't picked first since probably... Since the last time you made me pick first. Exactly, which was five weeks ago. You're full of crap. All right. So, you want a prediction, so I'll give you a prediction. Miami's going to win. Is that good? Riveting. <laughs> that's that's good stuff. Well, you know, I mean, I could throw out 37 to 10. I could throw out, you know, 42 okay, is that to what 3. you're throwing out, Mike? You know, who knows? But I, I think they're going to win. I don't well, think. That's why it's a prediction, Mike. Yep. I don't think they're going to have a lot of trouble with Houston. Uh, why would they? So what do you got? 37 to 10. All right. Yeah, I got 40 to 10. No punts. I got that you guys are going to love this. 38 to 6. I don't think this team scores a touchdown on us. Okay. There you have it. We're favored by 12 points, by the way. 12 and a right half now. now. It's up to 12 and 12, a half. It's up to 12 and a half, the, the 12 and a half. We have the longest win streak in the NFL right now. Were you guys aware of that? Hey, no, we're going for five games. Four straight wins. That's the longest win streak in the NFL right now. The Texans have the longest losing streak at five right now. Uh-oh. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, guys, it's all piling up for us to dominate. We're, yeah. not, we're, we're not going to fail this week. We're just not. We may come out flat initially, or we may come out like, you know, like out of, out of control. Just all that pent, pent up two-week energy just going at one of the worst teams in the NFL and just annihilate them. It could be over in the first quarter. But as I mentioned, it could also go the other way. We could come out lackluster. We could come out a little slow, a little sloppy. Penalty wise, turnover wise, so you know it, it, it. These coming off of these bye weeks, it's always an interesting thing, right? Yep. Two has been really sharp in the first quarter, man. Leading us right down the first drive. Yeah, he's been really sharp, leading us right down the field. That's I think right. It starts early. I think. It, I think it. it happens often. I. I really don't see. Uh, I really don't see a world in which two is not sharp. Well, Daniel, last how- time he came back off a break, he, he was rusty, right? Well, there's a little bit of a different type of break, but uh, he he came out a little rusty in the second half versus Pittsburgh. Uh, that first half, first that half. first half, yeah. he looked sharp, uh, right. and he got a little rusty in the second half. And you know, obviously, we got to contribute yeah, no, to mean, the defense. Yeah, of course, but we'll see. I mean, you know, these these bye weeks are unpredictable. He can't throw a stink bomb out there, and you know what, Daniel? What about how about Tyreek and Waddle throwing passes? That'd be a nice monkey wrench, wouldn't it? I no, think Wilson's, Wilson's we don't want to. We don't want to give other people. We don't want to give other teams something else to look at. If it's not broke, don't fix it. Don't do nothing stupid. Let's just stay vanilla this week, fellas. Yes, for this week, at as least, bland right? as possible. Okay? As bland as possible. Yeah. You know. You know, if Number you find two. yourself in a tight game in the third quarter, maybe you rethink that. But otherwise, I think you do. You you keep it relatively basic. Number three offense in the league, guys. Number three offense, and that's Wickasicki on the field. Yeah, right. and uh, just uh, just one stat to go. Uh, Tua is eighth in air yards this year. 
uh, eighth. What does that do for me? Three uh, three games. Hey, it's just another thing. It's just another oh, thing. Okay. Just, just another, another stat thing. for Lou. <laughs> oh, okay. Got Lou you. doesn't care St- about statistics. Lou is the stat man. He just brought a whole bunch of them a little bit. I'm ago. holding up. I'm holding up two two hands, and I have a W formed with my two thumbs and my two <laughs> pointer fingers, Daniel. All right. That's what matters. Right. That's impressive. Now, That's you send us a screenshot. 7 and 0 now, as Daniel, a starter and finisher for two of them. Daniel, years. with your fingers, try and make an S. Oh, I'm doing something with my fingers, but it's not an S. <laughs> <laughs> two of well, them. All well, right. With that, I want to thank you guys for joining me this evening. And uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks for having us. We'll be back after the game Monday and uh, give you our thoughts. The winning game. Fins up. A victorious game. Fins, Fins up. up. Fins up, doll fans. All right, that's today's show. I just want to remind everyone that the Fin Fans podcast is proud to be part of DolphinsTalk.com podcast network and the Pigskin Podcast Network. Check out these sites, guys. There's lots of podcasts and information there that you'll enjoy. All right, until next time, be well and take care. Podcast Network.